0: Welcome to another Venue Podcast with the Robot Crew from Venue. I'm Josh. I'm Will. I'm Brian, and I'm Philip. And today we've got some great news. And Will is Will is in a mood today. I think.
1: <laughs> Will, what's what's going on? I ate liver for lunch, and I think it's just giving me extra oomph.
0: Great. Well, we're going to have some extra oomph oh, to this podcast, yeah, and uh, we're going to start off with a bit of a topic that's been raging uh, online for the last what, week or two right? Yeah, something like that. Um, America challenged Japan to a giant robot duel, and Japan
1: accepted. Thoughts?
2: Oh. I think it's going to be pretty epic.
1: Yeah, that sounds super exciting. <laughs> yeah, this this actually is pretty good. Cool. should now, be the
2: fight of the century. I mean,
1: this move happened. over Mayweather and this, Pacquiao. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this happened before we totally tore their butts up in uh, soccer, correct? Correct. Yep. The,
0: yeah, the challenge happened beforehand, yeah.
1: It would have been better if we had done it afterwards, or they kind of challenged stuff after the soccer ball. game, and we just like Did the
2: uh, agreement come after or before?
1: I am not sure. Yeah, I'm
2: not sure. Maybe maybe they agreed after because they were angry.
1: Yeah. Now who challenged who? We challenged America. America challenged Mm -hmm. Japan. Japan's the robot king. Mm -hmm. They are (laughs) animatronic robots. All sorts of crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. So Japan's robot is very cool. It's the Karatas, right? That's the name. Yeah. Yes. The Karatas, and it's got. an awesome interface when you sit down in it. They have an entire video that you can go find that's kind of an instructional video on how to get in and how to sit down and how to start it up and how all the guns work. They have a smiling uh, minigun.
1: Nice. Where when you smile
0: it shoots. It shoots at the person smiling. That's no, the happiest no, thing I can think of. The <laughs> pilot smiles, and when the pilot smiles, it shoots. The uh, robot shoots. You have your to target. be quite the sadist to say um, really this Yeah, enjoy yeah it. I was about to say. And, and it's got like a whole targeting reticule that'll follow people around yeah. and stuff. So it's it kind very of looks cool.
1: like Iron Man, the Iron Man Jarvis interface. Yes, yep. a little, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah, bit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that. So, so the the the, the Japanese is the Karatas. And what is the U.S. called? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's
0: just called Megabyte. Megabots. Oh, it's
2: Megabots is uh, the company, right? Oh, it's or, the company, yeah. Um, initially, they started on Kickstarter, but they kind of bombed. Um, and I think Autodesk hmm. helped them get going. Yeah. So
0: the only the, the only thing is when Japan accepted, they accepted for a fist fight. There's gonna right. be no actual guns, even though both robots are decked out with. Like paintball guns. That makes sense because yeah. if they
3: could just shoot each other up, I yeah, mean yeah. who really who wins. has the bigger guns? I yeah. mean, yeah. Oh, I still think they would be.
1: Well, well, in the video, did they talk about weaponizing them or no? They're they, just making uh, them combat ready. Combat right, ready. Combat right. ready. Yeah. So, so that doesn't mean guns necessarily; it just means big fists. They're gonna like go <laughs> clobber people. I guess that's the idea. Yeah. So the the Japanese threw a lot of shade,
2: and you know, we're saying that. The American robot was nothing but a robot with a bunch of big guns. and Didn't have anything special going for it. America. So. Wow.
1: Mm, not good.
2: Mm. No, maybe I'm, it's good.
3: I mean, re- realistically, let's be honest. Japan's probably gonna win this, right? I, I, I would think, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that robot is amazing. I mean, amazing. come the, on.
0: The Japanese robot does look much uh, <laughs> sleeker and more agile. I mm, think it does. It I looks
1: it looks more. It looks it looks like they really got it together there. I mean, the American <laughs> yeah. one's
0: all rusted. With guns, yeah, but
1: that could be part of its <laughs> appeal. <laughs> its appeal. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> maybe, it's just it's the, the rustic look. The larger, mm. the larger combatant, maybe could be. Yeah, could heavier. Be. Yeah. So when
1: there. is this going on? Is it a year from a year from now?
0: Year from now, yeah. Do we want to place bets now or on a later episode on mm. who's going to win, who's going to lose?
1: I've already placed my bet. I mean, so I Phil, just said you're it. Japan, Japan. I'm going. Yeah. Japan.
0: I'm going Japan. Japan, will?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm uh, America, USA,
0: USA, Great.
1: yes. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I
0: mean, you know. From what I've seen so far, I'm going to have to go with Japan as well. Ooh. The Japanese robot seems like it's a little bit more sophisticated. So
1: this is going to be very embarrassing for you when America. So kicks your japanese well butt.
0: i'm just saying from, from the information <laughs> wow. i have now right i haven't seen i haven't seen all of the information on the u.s robot so from all of the gundam series i've seen
3: you know <laughs> <laughs> it's true i think we're sorry japan's probably gonna win <laughs> all right yeah. well we'll see
1: we'll see so next year this time maybe next summer
0: uh next uh, next uh, summer we're gonna get a basically a giant version of um what's the rock'em sock'em robots
1: Ooh. Yes. Yep. Did you know yeah. I played that mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I love that game. Yep.
0: Except <laughs> this time it's going to be real and awesome. Yes. So, speaking of Japan, great segue. Yep. Uh, solar powered plane flies from Japan to Hawaii um, strictly on solar energy. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think that's the furthest plane. I mean, obviously, that's why it's mm-hmm. news, right? But that's, yeah, that's the right. furthest a plane has ever flown uh, mm-hmm. without needing any help or stopping.
0: Fantastic.
3: Yeah, no extra fuel. It's just purely solar power and it's it's really a great testament to technology yeah i mean wow. how cool is that i mean they're, and they're not saying that you know this is going to be available for commercial flight at all or anytime soon or anything like that it's just you know
1: here's what solar can do that that is, how cool is this that is very cool and yeah it's pretty cool so this was the Forals first longest non-stop solo flight in an aircraft in general mm-hmm. um the plane was called the solar impulse two it looked like two guys were on it they went from japan uh, all the way to uh, nonstop to Hawaii. That's a long distance. Does it say how far that is? Because I would imagine that would be quite the mileage. And you're going over yeah. open ocean. You're going right. over. It's really. I mean, I don't know if they had these guys had support teams. Some, yeah, that's
3: but, some brave pilots. Unless they had like a boat following them underneath. Yeah, I don't know,
1: I don't know. <laughs> the plane looks very. Now it's not necessarily a luxury plane. Well, right? No I means. Right. This it's thing a, is a basically one big wing. Right. It's a proof of concept. It's right. a proof it of concept. It's a Very small aircraft
3: yeah. with a lot of surface area for the solar panels on the wings. Right. Yes. So, yes. And you
1: do have maybe. a compartment here for, uh, you know, probably two guys and supplies. Yeah. So.
0: So Samsung is releasing the world's first two terabyte consumer SSDs. Yes. How awesome is that, everybody? It's super awesome. It's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. actually, you know, so I'm looking into um, picking up some SSDs for my laptops. I have regular hard drives in right now. And that's the first thing everybody tells me, you know, if you want to do any kind of upgrade, that's the one to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's night and day for a solid state versus yeah. a spin drive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going from, you know, a spinning drive, even with the same equivalent RAM and, and CPU type Personally, I've found major improvements to performance just from going from uh, SSD you know, going from a, a, a spinning disk spindle to SSD. I mean, I, I would say applications run snappier, boot up time is faster, uh, whether if it's on a Mac or a PC. Regardless, it's just that 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 the bottleneck these days. If you're not SSD, is is your storage. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep.
3: Yeah, and with these, uh, it looks like their pro version is going to be about a thousand dollars, and the. Uh, the what is it, the Evo version is going to be like Evo. around seven hundred and something for the two terabyte yep. version, which you know, if you compare that to I mean, a, a, a platter technology. drive. Right. It is new technology. If you compare that to a platter drive, that's much more expensive per gigabyte. But the fact that we're getting there is still really exciting. Yeah. Because Ooh. I mean I don't I don't have a single spinning
0: disk in my uh, my current PC at home—it's completely solid state. Oh, even even just the one terabytes. I mean, we're looking at the pricing here, and the one terabytes going mm-hmm. to be three ninety nine.
1: Yeah, I would get a one terabyte. I mean, well, if, these have know, been out for a while though. Yeah, the one so terabytes aren't new. Oh, but the, the the two terabytes are new though. They're just yeah, the, at yeah. the
2: market. That's the two terabytes—the only one that that's brand new. The other ones have all kind of been out. I think they adjusted price.
0: Yeah, it seems like the mm-hmm. pricing is much cheaper.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been in the market for an Evo eight fifty. And, I mean,
3: watching the price on those, you can get those easily for about $160 right now for 500 gigabytes of solid-state really? storage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, those are good-performing drives. Really? So, I mean, that's
2: that's pretty awesome. It's the drives in all
0: Apple yeah.
3: machines.
1: Yeah. Well, there's going to be a day that we won't have – everything will be solid-state. Mm-hmm. There won't be spinning disks in anything. I mean, even in commodity cheap computers you buy at Walmart or Best Buy or wherever, the days of spinning spindles that technology i think is gone i think we're, yeah. we're moved into the ssd uh mm-hmm. the solid state you know memory type mm-hmm. disk type uh and it's just a matter of time for the prices to come down and it to find its way into every every pc market
3: Yep, my first solid state drive was the intel x25 m i think that was either 2009 or, or 2010 it was 80 gigabytes and it cost me
2: 240 dollars so that's pretty amazing. One other thing about these two terabyte discs is they're actually guaranteeing the the pro model for ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. And, oh really? Or three hundred terabytes written and the regular eight fifty Evo two terabyte for five years. That's which is nice. That's a pretty long guarantee. So yep. do
0: you think they're just expecting people to in two years toss them out?
2: Um I mean, they're solid states, right? So probably not. I mean, they're, yeah, true. The, the failure rate isn't as high yeah. as it would be on a spin drive. That Intel yeah. drive I just mentioned, I literally just
3: gave the computer that, that was in to my dad. It's still working. I mean, it's fine. So, wow. I that mean, is awesome. That is an Intel drive, too. I mean, Intel used to be, like, the number one. I don't know if they are anymore.
1: For reliability, they were. But hmm. it might be Samsung now. Well, either way, um, solid state, if you're buying a new computer or want to upgrade your computer, We all highly recommend. First thing you upgrade is the storage. Mm -hmm. Go to SSD.
0: Very cool. Very cool
1: stuff. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So today we're going to move over to the topic. Um, Topic today is going to be VDI. Yes. And can someone tell
1: us what VDI means? So VDI, Virtual Desktop Infrastructure. Uh, Speaking of fast storage, this kind of goes hand in hand with VDI, and that's that's kind of where the world's the industry is moving. Uh, so VDI is basically, um, you know, we talked about cloud before, where you're running your 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 server in the cloud, right. you know, whether if it's in one data center or the other, you're basically your 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 server is not next to you. It's not in the server closet in your facility, right? It's in a data center. Well, the same token, the same thought process is making its way into desktops, where do I really need to store my data and my compute on? You know, do I need to carry that around? Um, and the answer is, we don't, we don't think so. We think it's, the industry is moving where uh, even your desktop now will run in cloud. So what are you actually using? And you're using something that's like a thin client, something that if you lost or got destroyed, there's really no worry. Uh, these devices are typically cheaper. Doesn't mean you have to use these devices when you're going VDI. If you really love that MacBook Air or Lenovo...
2: ThinkPad. ThinkPad.
1: Thank you, Brian. <laughs> you can still use these devices, and you can launch mm-hmm. the Thin Client and get to your desktop in Cloud. So, mm-hmm.
0: so this is this is a full, theoretically a full desktop experience. Yes. Right. So you basically would boot this up and have a Windows environment that you could go in and launch Word and all that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Very so cool.
1: you can you can you can run you you know you launch your desktop from a Thin Client or from your your You see your Mac or iPad or iPhone, whichever you have the client software on. And you can access your applications, your data, and so on from there. So at this point, any of your configuration changes, any of your things that you have personalized the desktop aren't on your desktop. They're in the cloud. Um, Some of the use cases that we're seeing people use, and this has been the case for a while now, is things like labs mm-hmm. and education, yep. right? When I was in college, uh,
3: they did use VMware. I think they used VMware View back then, but I definitely remember trying out some software that had in a virtual lab. And you know, at the time, I wasn't in enterprise technology. Right. I was just working, you know, at a help desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, it was really, you know,
1: amazing to me that I could just, I could start Photoshop on my computer and didn't have Photoshop. It exactly. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and, and things like even with our experience with. Uh, One of our tech park clients, you know, Louisiana Technology Park, we used to roll a lab for them, and it was, you know, every time we wanted to do a new lab, we had to go build an image, push it out, and uh, if a computer broke, if a desktop broke, that desktop was, you know, a thousand dollars. They had to go replace, so it wasn't easily replaceable. They didn't have desktops necessarily in the closet waiting to be broken. With with VDI. Now, the desktop is less important. You can actually get away with running these very inexpensive desktops, or, or thin clients they're called. Mm-hmm. Thin clients meaning there's really no data on the thin client, on, on the device. It's just enough to boot the machine, get it to the internet, and then the VDI solution takes on from there. And what's nice about these are, these types of uh, of, of thin clients are cheap. They're very cheap. You know, $200, $180, you know, and, and, and the price varies. But what's nice about them is you're getting a very nice experience. Your your graphics are fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. very robust. Even if you look at some of the more expensive VDI solutions or VDI endpoints, like the Chromebook Pixel. I mean, that thing is a beautiful device, mm-hmm. very Apple-esque. Uh, you know, very Apple-esque. Is that, that, just that? Off, that just rolled. That just rolled off the tongue. Oh man! But no, seriously though, so that's that's kind of what
3: um, you give everyone the same experience, right? No matter yes. what they are running it on,
1: which exactly. is like, pretty important. Exactly, you're giving yeah. people the same experience, and this is really where it comes into, um, you know, it, it shines. Is say, for instance, you're working in a certain job title, you're doing a certain function right Mm -hmm. and you need more resources you need more ram you need more cpu you need more applications you're doing more now rather than having to go and go to your it management and say i need a new computer i need one with a faster hard disk i need one with a more ram and cpu an ssd an ssd (laughs) all you have to do is you know turn the dial on your infrastructure back end and now those resources are exposed To your thin client, you can take advantage of them. Right. So think about it like when you're sitting at home and you you need more internet. Like your internet's slow, you're streaming movies, you're downloading things, and it gets slow. What is it? You don't go necessarily buy a new modem, you don't go buy more infrastructure. You call the cable company or, or ISP and you say, Look, I need to go that next tier of bandwidth. And then somebody goes, turns the knob up one, and now you've got this more robust, more completely different, you know, faster. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, bandwidth, similar to how VDI will work, right. you
3: know. I think one of the one of the places this is uh, this is showing how how powerful it is is in securing, um, like for example, one of the use cases we have is medical and healthcare and mm-hmm. the the whole concept of bring your own device, right? And with a with a virtual desktop infrastructure, you control all of that data in that virtual desktop, and the device really doesn't matter. So. If you're worried about information security, like people are storing, you know, uh, sensitive uh, documents on, like, a laptop mm-hmm. or their phone or whatever, they just put it all in the cloud, which is stored in a data center, which is has security guards,
2: right? Right, and right. And that's, that's really important. And, and going back to that, you know, one thing about that as well is it doesn't matter if they pick up their Mac or they're at work on a thin client or they're on their iPad. Right. They could get the same experience across all three, have, have access to the exact same desktop, Across everything.
1: Yep. Yes. And the other thing is, you know, when we talk about healthcare and medicine. Um, you know, when and, and, and it's kind of what you were saying, Brian. We've seen we've seen use cases where a doctor can be working in his his desk with an application, looking at uh, X rays, and then needs to go into the operating room or go into a uh, exam room and just picks up his mobile device. And that session follows him to his mobile device. Now he doesn't have to re log into the system. He doesn't have to do a lot of work to get back to the data he yeah, was looking at. Great point. Right. Great he point. He just transitions that, uh, securely transitions that workload to his tablet, you know, whether it's the PC, you know, iPad or, or Android or whatever. Um, and yeah. that's happening now in the industry. People are doing that. You could also see that in law as well, going to court,
2: things like that, being able to. Move documents around as need be. You know, any anybody that's going to have to move secure data, it's it's really going to be the the optimal way to move that data.
0: Well, I mean, right. it, there's that whole convenience factor. You know, I mean, right. for salespeople, think about for salespeople. They're at their desk at work working, and then they need to go leave to go on a call. They can have their whole quote unquote computer go with them mm-hmm. on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they need access to things, they can get it quickly. That's just Really cool
1: mm-hmm. yep. and even you know if we start you know we start looking at seeing where you know what other people are using VDI, right so for the most part, it's been work related stuff. it's been you know like I said labs and education kiosks you know where you walk up and you use a computer for some reason and you know it's locked down and if anything happens, they just wipe it out and roll out another desktop. Um, but even you know would you want this in the home? Would you want to be able to have a computer that necessarily you really are fully protecting the experience? And uh, if your desktop fail, you just go get another one, put it down, plug it in, and boot it up, and you're back to your data. I think that's it's it's not quite ready for everyone just yet, but I think it's kind of moving. We're moving to that already, where really on my Mac, I'm storing really less and less data. Mm-hmm. You know, even on my phone. Right. Dare I say it, Brian? I don't necessarily know if I need the 128 gig <laughs> iPhone we anymore. We were just talking about that. Because yeah. Yeah. when I was looking at doing things like iCloud photos, I was like, "You know what? Do I really need to copy everything to my phone?" Yep. I have all this my and I'm feeling much better about not having all of my photos in my pocket because I have Google Photos or Apple iCloud. Just let it go. I am. <laughs> well, and we, we, I am. We've talked about let this de- for let the data free. I am.
0: We've talked about this for gaming too. We've talked about yeah. the uh, NVIDIA yeah. GRID where mm-hmm. they just stream all of it down. And
1: exactly, and that really—that's another example of, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily VDI or desktop as a service. It's just you're using, you know, you're using a technology that the device is not what's important anymore. It's the experience yeah. and it's your usage. Yep. And when you start looking at it that way, you know there's there's really some some opportunities for people to make their work and life easier. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't this now? This is I guess a question.
3: Wouldn't this would like reduce the? I guess if you're in a corporate infrastructure and you wanted to like deploy this to your employees, mm-hmm. wouldn't this sort of like reduce, or maybe maybe not reduce, but rather shift some of the responsibilities from like a help desk to an infrastructure position? Because so if something goes wrong in your, I mean, how much, how much can really go wrong in your yeah. virtual desktop, so, right? I mean, so, your computer's not breaking. You probably, I mean, if you get a virus, I mean, in some VDI solutions, you just reboot it and then, and it's, it's that brand is a new, gr- that is a great right?
1: that is a great uh, great to- um, point to bring up there yeah. is that uh, when moving to a VDI solution and like you know IT industry and so on and so forth. Um, you're less concerned with the hard drive failing. You're less concerned with someone losing the desktop or laptop. You're less concerned with uh, continually upgrading. You know, every two years, everyone wants a new laptop. Mm -hmm. Well, those are expensive to to replace and to upgrade. Uh, Thin clients like Chromebooks and, and Samsungs and these new models... Uh, or aren't as expensive you still may want to upgrade to get some benefit of faster connectivity maybe maybe you want to have some caching on board but those are much more palatable to to upgrade to than buying another computer right don't get me wrong I still like my MacBook Air. It'll take me a long time to actually <laughs> give that up. Right.
3: there's some people some positions like yours you couldn't I couldn't replace your. Your workstation with a virtual desktop because there's just I think there's too much that you do, but maybe maybe that maybe for a different position, maybe one that's not so technical, Mm -hmm. it's very easily done.
1: I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, Yeah. for for knowledge workers and you know even some home you know home users, um, they really don't need they don't need that much. They need, and I don't mean that in a bad way or, or derogatory or anything. It's just you don't need to read to duplicate the operating system on your desktop when you can run it in cloud and you're really using it as an endpoint to connect to and the thing it used to be with vdi it was really the bandwidth it was a major concern right you had to have good bandwidth you had to have fast internet well nowadays i stream 4k i don't think Hmm, yeah i don't think the the internet connection is really the the bottleneck anymore because i mean you know we look at like what do you have brian and Phil and, and and Josh, what do you run at home? What what kind of? I mean, I have at home. I have 130 megabits down, and like 30 to 40 up. Yeah, that's a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have
3: in some parts of the city, I have 30 megabits on my phone. So yeah, I mean, right, and
2: that right there is mind-boggling. And it's yeah. In I itself,
1: remember right? back
2: in the day when it
1: was just Ethernet, and we had 10 megabits to your desktop, <laughs> and then of course we went to 16 megabit token ring, and that was really bad to the bone. <laughs> but now we have internet that trumps all of this, and we have right. multiple, multiple, you know, magnitudes of, of faster bandwidth to support things like streaming movies, streaming videos, streaming desktops. And really, let me look at it this way. I mean, I don't, when's the last time you bought a DVD? What is a DVD? When's the, and the point will be <laughs> when's the last time you bought a DVD? When's the last time you bought a desktop or a laptop? And I think that's coming. You know, hey, when's the last time you bought, you know, a full a full laptop desktop? Don't get me wrong. There's places for that. Right. But uh, I think for a large segment of people, it's going to move to being thin clients. Mm-hmm. We're already doing it. We're doing it on phones and tablets. Yeah. In fact, yeah. if you look at, uh, I don't know who did the study, but the most amount of web traffic in the world now is mobile. Yeah, It's I, phones I, and I tablets. 100% yeah. I so we're, we're
3: already there, yeah. you know. Even even whenever I uh, have a computer in my presence, sometimes I'm just sitting on the sofa on my phone. So that's very easy for me to. You know, it. And, yep. you to be know. honest I with mean, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with
1: you, a lot of times I'll come home from work, I'll take my laptop, open it up, mm-hmm. and plug it. You know, turn it on, or wake it up, just so it'll back up. But I don't ever touch it. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I, I have come, to do. With I my come laptop home, these let it days. back up, and it usually won't back up much because I don't really store that much on the laptop these days. And I sit on my laptop on my couch with my phone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This very big,
0: nice, beautiful phone. Well, and I think I think it it feels like more of a shift than it actually is. I mean, I could really see like for example, my parents loving the fact that they don't have to go out and buy a new laptop and call me and say well, which one of these
1: should I get? I got this one for this price and this one for
0: that price. I can just, yeah. just get the cheapest one and we'll just get you on this. Yeah. And, it's still, and it's still,
1: you know, and it's still, it's like this though. You know, even if you, you know, we're talking about thin clients and these thin clients, Samsung devices, Chromebooks mm-hmm. that have nothing on You can still go get your laptop that you like. Maybe yeah. you want a Mac, maybe you want a PC or a Lenovo or a Surface like Phil Henson. Surface. But you, huh? you don't want to store much on it. You still want to have that local hard desk, you still want to have the ability to do some things. Yep. If you are if you ever get stranded on the beach or in some, you know, you're in Antarctica and there's no bandwidth and you need to get to your Excel files, well, how are you going to do it? I think I'd be very concerned with my Excel files at that right. point, Will. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a time and place for everything. We'll leave it at that.
0: Excel yeah. files in Antarctica, huh? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's all I had at the time. So. Need to uh, the now, weather. I did get a yes. new iPhone case. Ooh, yes. Oh, did we? It's a beautiful red one. Oh, hey, Wait, I didn't even realize that. What happened that the same to your Apple you case? Used well, I, I'm beginning to think that iPhone cases are like clothing. You should change them every once in a while. All right. So and let's close out the show. <laughs> and then we have uh, a little variety. So I actually have <laughs> – Well, you've already I talked actually, about that. We I don't. I actually carry about three cases in my bag. And at times I'm like, you know what? I like red. It's very powerful. It's very assertive. I'm going to wear my red case today. And on other days, you know, I'm on a little – my, my black leather case. How you would know? we segue into this? I don't understand <laughs> what's I, happening right now. I have right no idea now. what's happening. Anyway. And that wraps up today's podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Summary, VDI is awesome, right? Yeah. yeah VDI yeah, is, I, I is I
2: think cool. it's, it's the future it's, it's of, the f- of many
0: industries.
1: Yeah. It, yep. it's, it's getting awesome. It, VDI, VDI has been around for a while, but now it's really getting interesting. And um, be prepared. I think we'll see more VDI just in, in multiple markets and as we move forward in technology.
0: Fantastic. Okay, great. We're gonna uh, actually close out the show now. Did you see my new? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> Stop. We're, done. We're done. Show's closing. Um, find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Um, get us reviews on iTunes if you happen to use the uh, the iTunes client on your iPhone or on your PC or Mac. You know, get in there and get us get us a couple stars. I'll take I'll take four. four a stars. couple. Couple store. Yeah.
2: No, no, no I just, I just need to We have to shoot higher. Um,
0: also, written reviews are very good for us, too. If you have any written, any comments, or anything, you can leave them there. You can leave them at uh, our blog, takethenextturn.com. You can also find us at venue.com. And we'll see everybody next week.